Do you want to get high on some knowledge today? Because Sparkle and Emma have something to say. They both go to wash shoes, so they're stressed every day. But they started a podcast, so don't go away! Okay, she's chillin' with the postman, posted up in Wonderland Wanna stay with me, so she dodging all her other friends Hates being lonely, wanna be my homie Reason why she stays around, cause she always holds it down She's chillin' with the postman Okay, she's chillin' with the postman Okay, she's chillin' with the postman Okay, she's chillin' with the postman are we starting or no? We're not recording yet. What's that? Um, Signu has a fundraiser each year. I'm not at Signu. It's oh. just it's just a thing. Okay. <laughs> Nerdy. Okay. So, our friend Gosha Guppy. I don't know if you ever heard of him. Um, he had a concert this weekend on Saturday. <laughs> he had a concert this weekend on Saturday, and uh, no one died, and that's exciting. Yeah. It it was called die lit, so I feel like we did die spiritually. Spam a die lit. We did. We were front row, and it, it was amazing. Gosha threw water on us in the audience. And, and of- <laughs> Therese was the DJ. Yes, she was. DJ Soko did her debut last <laughs> Saturday. It was amazing. She um, DJed in between sets and then also, like, the pre-party sort of thing. And, yeah, Gosha did amazing. Therese did amazing. DJ Soko, sorry. And, yeah, and this weekend, they're going to have another function hosted by the BMC, the Black Men Coalition. hope I said that right. And Queens. So the party is called Keep It Lit, and it's supposed to be the party of the year, and it's in La Pata House basement. Tickets are $3 or $2 for a pair. And all proceeds will go towards BMC and Queens. This is the party that's happening on the 4th of, no, sorry, happening on the 20th of April, 420, uh, whatever that means, and (laughs) (laughs) from 10 p.m. until, so come check it out, have fun. Is that Easter? Uh, I think so. That's so disgusting. 420, praise it? Yes. We're going to praise the holiday. Um, We are going to praise the holiday. But yeah, come out, have a good time, bring a friend, it'll be cheaper, and yeah, enjoy performances from DJ Soko and Gosha. Um, do you want to introduce our guest today? I do. Our guest today is another WashU student, of course. He <laughs> is a junior. I don't know what he's studying, and that's probably horrible, but we're going to learn that here. I met this person during the summer um, of EPSAP coming into WashU freshman year. And so today we have Max. Hello, hello. <laughs> also, I was told that you're one of the most ubiquitous people on this campus. Am I? Apparently. I'm flattered. That Apparently, a lot of people know who you are, know of you, know of your existence, um, at least. It must be the hair. I get the hair a lot. So I should introduce myself. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I'm a... Oh, closer? Closer. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm a <laughs> classics major. I'm pre-med. Um, I was a chem major for a little while. I was a double major in chem and classics for a minute. Um, but I dropped the chem major to a minor, so now I'm just a classics major. Why did you pick classics? Um, I took Latin for, I think, seven years before I came to college. And so I, I chose not to take it my freshman year because I was like, um, I can't do that because it was so time-consuming. Um, but then my first year, I, I didn't take it, and I really missed it. So I went back to it, and I was like, why not get a major? Um, <laughs> which I don't know if that was the choice, the right choice or not, but here we are. Nice. So you're a pre-med what does it mean, like, if you're not a STEM major? Are there still, like, STEM requirements you have to be pre-med? Yeah, yeah. You don't have to actually be a STEM major to be pre-med. It's just, like, I think 60 credit hours of requirements that you have to complete to actually, like, be able to apply to med school. Got it. Yeah. And so how many credits do we have for the classics major? 24. Yeah. And so it's a really light major. Oh, and damn. So it's not, yeah, it's, and I think that's partially why I picked it, because there's mm-hmm. a lot of flexibility to take other things on top of that. Do you know where you want to go in the pre-med track? Um, in terms of, like, where I want yeah. to follow to? No, I, um, the, the only kind of, like, idea that I have is, um, pediatrics of some sort, but. but oh, you really, like kids? I do, I love kids. But you're not, are you a lot of kids, you're not, like, a surgeon? Not really, I mean, I, I couldn't see myself with the lifestyle of a surgeon. Um, 
I've heard that it's different from Grey's Anatomy. If that makes you feel any better, I've heard that they're slightly different. I would imagine. I don't, I don't think um, Grey's Anatomy has swayed me that much. <laughs> I'm just saying that it's, a lot of times I'll see it and I'm like, wow, this looks so fun. And my dad's like, no, it's not. <laughs> my dad's just an amazing writer. She'll make you think Shonda, it's Shonda, yeah, Shonda, boy. I'm like, well, look, the hospital's blowing up. And my dad's like, that doesn't happen. <laughs> I feel like like House. Do you remember House? Did yeah. Watch that? that was a big thing for me, too. Like, I felt like I envisioned that as like what a hospital was. but no, Hospitals no, no. are actually really creepy. You think about it. Yeah. We were at the hospital like a week ago or so and we were walking around trying to find food and like the vending machines are all dispersed random places. There's bad signage in the hospital. Every time I go I just think about the beginning scene of The Walking Dead when Rick woke up and he was in a hospital full of zombies. Yeah. So. Uh, what made you want to go into medicine? Yeah. Other than house. Well it was a a stark turn from <laughs> the creepiness is. of hot. Um, I I suppose I haven't really flushed out a perfect answer, um, and I think that the answer that I would give is is really similar to like the answer that I can give for like a lot of professions. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Of like wanting to care for people. Um, but I think that it was a like desire to to satisfy my parents um, for the amount that they paid for my education, like in total. Um, but I, I say that if I were to pick a field, like, solely based on desire of field, I would go into education, um, and be a teacher. But, so, the goal is to, to be a doctor, to, to be a doctor, and then to <laughs> retire early and, and be a teacher. Let's see, what made you choose WashU? Um, it was for that, actually, for the pre-med stuff. Um, I, because I think, like, WashU gets a really... Where are you from? From Cleveland. Okay. Um, I think WashU gets a really great pre-med reputation, right? Um, but I had also heard... I think you hear about, like, how competitive other institutions are, and I know that there's, like, a level of competitiveness to WashU, but at the same time, like, you hear about how cutthroat it is to be pre-med. Mm-hmm. And um, I, when I talk to, to somebody, he's long graduated, but if anyone knows him, his name is Peter Delaney. He went to my high school. Shout out to Peter. Shout out to Peter. Um, he was emphasizing like how like collaborative and not competitive it was. And so I think that that was a big factor in like why I chose. I think I, I should have paid more attention to things that weren't academics, you know what I mean? But at the time I was very much academic driven. So that was the, the main driving force in why I wanted to come to WashU. What kind of high school did you go to? I went to an all-boys private school. In Cleveland? In Cleveland. Did you have to wear suits? Not suits. We had to wear um, khakis of some sort. Like, they could be colored khakis, but we had to wear khakis, and they were real strict. Like, Did you have to wear a tie? Uh, we had to wear a tie to assembly every morning. Okay. We had to wear a button-down, though. No polos. And then we had to wear a blazer during assembly, too. What was your transition into a school like WashU then after that? Um... I don't think my transition was that different, I suppose. I, I don't think I paid much mind to the fact that that was tragic. Um, I don't think I paid that much mind to, to like, not being at all-boys school, you know? Um, and so I don't think it was that difficult of a transition. I think yeah, was, like, and also, like, the formality of classes. Like, did you feel like there was less of a formality because you weren't wearing a button-down? A little bit. Yeah, I know. It definitely was more relaxed. Yeah. I mean, I try to walk around in just, like, shorts. Because <laughs> I came from a school that had a very strict dress code as well. Like, boys had to wear ties to classes and, like, oh, <laughs> um, et cetera. And so, like, it was very strange for me to, like, go be thrust into, like, a new situation where, like, like, I have friends who from school, like, would come back to high school and they would wear, like, dress code. And we'd be like, what are you doing? And they're like, oh, we wear this to class now. And I'm like, why? In college? Yeah, in college. Oh, and I was funny. like... What are you doing? And they're like, because like, we just grew up with that. Like, we look at people wearing leggings and they're like, what are you doing? <laughs> I feel weird. Like, I would feel weird walking around on campus. Like, I'm pledging a frat or something, you know? Yeah. yeah. Or like, you're a B-schooler. Well, not to be... Oh, yeah. I wore a skirt for school since first grade. I've had to wear a skirt or a jumper. So, I always try to wear pants or leggings because I am against them. Okay. <laughs> it's a feminist stance. <laughs> Hi everyone, it's Sparkle of Spema going into my own personal ad for what I specialize in which is designing clothing and accessories. So basically I make custom bandanas 
head scarves. I do clothing revamps, which is like bringing clothing that's boring back to life. It happens a lot. And also I customize apparel for people from scratch. So if you're interested in having something one of a kind on WashU's campus and having people drown in the sauce that I create for you, follow me one on Instagram at infinitely sparkle. And then from there you can email me or you can DM me. I love you semantics. Thank you guys for supporting us, for supporting me and Emma. And I look forward to hearing from some of you who are interested in having original pieces. Okay, she's chilling with um, the So, postman. what made you, like, decide to be an RA? Um, we're really just going right into the, down the list. Um, Is that not what you wanted? Oh, no, it's not. Okay. No, 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 I wasn't, I wasn't expecting anything. I was just going yeah. to hear. Um, I, I didn't know you were, like, we were How do you know there's a list? <laughs> I didn't know there was a list. How do you see the list? You don't see the list. You don't see the list. call it? I actually... Wanted to be an RA the first day I came to school. Um, oh. I really loved my. I was really close with my my RA my first year. He was he was a little jank. He wasn't here basically the entire second semester. He would drive back to Chicago um, and see his partner, and then he would come back and like disappear, you know. But um, I I think I really just wanted to be an RA because selfishly I wanted to make more friends, but also selfishly I like wanted to be like a support system in someone's life, you know. And I think that being a Wusa was really um, a big influencer and in why I wanted to try and be an RA as well because I think that it's just a really I think it's a really nice thing to like be a part of someone's time at WashU you know Yeah. Um, and so I think those were the main factors in why I wanted to be an RA where were you a Wusa? I was a Wusa in Elliot okay. and you're an RA in Bo. Bo yes and next year I'll be an RA in Doric mm. have there been any like changes since you've gotten to wash you that like you've noticed specifically like in their three years here yeah absolutely i think the the biggest one is title mine i think is the one that stands out the most that was i mean that was the thing that people were talking about my first year but i don't think it, it definitely didn't come to the head that it did until last year um and so and I think that the the university definitely responded to that. I, I can say that they resp should respond more, but they I think they definitely listened to the students in a way. Um, and then mental health services, uh, the SU Mental Health Fund, that was a thing that was like just starting when I first came to WashU. And so I think it's like after three years, it's finally also come to a head, you know? Um, so I think the improvements in, in terms of Title IX and mental health services are two of the biggest things that I've seen so far I think <laughs> what's something that like has sort of like been stagnant here that you'd want to see change it can even be half and halves like anything anything as chill as that um like changes that you want to be made to wash you that haven't been yeah yeah I think a thing that's bothered me a lot lately is like and I think it I've been thinking about this a little bit more with the um the like sitting in the chancellor's office is the amount that they pay washi workers because i think that like there are a lot of nights that i'm like up late and then you see like all the housekeepers who are up late right and then you see the be workers who are here until like two in the morning um or three or three yeah, yeah no they're or we like, close at three they leave at like four right yeah no they're here like outrageous hours and then the amount that they get paid is not nearly enough to to support the lives that they like in the families that they have mm -hmm. um and so I think that something I wish the that has been stagnant is the amount of support I think that gets shown to to the staff here, not just by I think administration, but also in a way by students. Um, I, I was talking with um, Do you know Gil here? Where's a red shirt now? Gil I Grigsby. Think, I think so. Yeah. His son works in the village, and he was just his, his son was talking about how. Mm -hmm. um, I think frustrated he'd been with a lot of people who would just come up and then like like expect him to be like immediate in like his service but then like wouldn't have their IDs ready and, or like be like on their phones or like talking to people and then the line would build up and yeah. so I think that like something that I haven't seen like change a ton and I, I might not, I'm not saying like the entire student body like disregards yeah. the staff or like the entire administration disregards the staff right but I think that I, I just wish that more support would be shown for, for the people who like continually provide us with support, right? 
Have you been at all involved in this like movement for advocating for like higher salaries? I, I'm not sure if it's like directed more at like grad students or at like the workers, like currently. But there's this like very big movement going on on campus. Have you been like, um, paying attention to or like involved? I've been paying attention to. I haven't been involved in it myself. I don't think I would have the commitment to sleep (laughs) in Brookings. Um, But I, it wasn't actually something that I found out about until yesterday Mm -hmm. when um, one of my friends texted me about it saying that she's actually going to be an RA next year and she was like worried about like how getting arrested would reflect that. Oh, for this. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah. And so she, so she texted me about it. And so then when I found out that, you know, the students got arrested, um, that's when I, and I think that's when like most people found out about it, right? Mm -hmm. But yeah, no, no, that's really just the first I've heard of it. Yeah. Um, so is it mainly for like, cause like, what is the lowest, is this, it's not about like student workers, is it? No, no, it's not it's, about student yeah, workers. Yeah, so. I, at least I don't think it is. I, I like saw a sign or something that said TAs. I was confused by it. Because oh, I think there one. are a lot of grad students and like okay. PhD candidates. Yeah, grad so. students, I think is like a whole other movement. Um, and then there's like, but a lot of it I think is for like the or workers who make like minimums. Or work, who make like minimum wage and minimum wage in Missouri is like seven eighty. That's pretty low. Yeah, it's like pretty low. That's pretty low. <laughs> so my knowledge, I don't think any, I don't think any WashU employees even like work study. I don't think anyone makes lower than eight. I believe that. Yeah, I don't think anyone makes lower than. I mean, granted, it's yeah. like thirty cents up, but like, I think that to my, I'm, yeah, I'm pretty sure that like people who work in like the scene shop make like eight dollars an hour. Which also, I just came from from my job, and my job is I literally sit in the athletic center and I stare at a door and try to make sure no one tries to enter through that door. Also, that door is locked. <laughs> like, there's no point in my job at so all. You're like a fake security guard. I'm. It's called an athletic center. Sec- oh my god! It's blue inside. It's, it, I think it's, it's like. Inside. I think that's what the photo says. Ew. Ah. We're eating Sour Patch Exploders, you guys. Ew, that is such an unnatural color. That looked like something out of like a Dr. Seuss really, movie. It looks really strange. That looks like. Ew, look at that. I hate that a lot. But you're eating it. Yeah. Um. Oh, wow. <laughs> Just like pop it in there. Yeah. So, what like influence do you think you have like as an RA on this campus, like, where do you think that your leadership role can, like, take action or t- can, like, be put into place, not, like, outside of your specific floor? Yeah, um... Or is that not a thing? It's possible that that's, I like... Like, I... I kind of just, like, see myself as, like, me, you know what I mean? And so I don't really... Like, I don't... Like, I know I live on my floor, but mm-hmm. at the same time, I don't really, like like, think of myself as, like, an RA kind of mm-hmm. being. Um, I've heard that a lot of RAs don't think of themselves as, like, their freshman RA. <laughs> yeah. Um, and so, like, well, I don't know how many, like, what other people think, but I, I like, don't know how much weight the, like, role of being an RA carries on campus. And, like, I don't know how much weight, like, because I'm not going to go around telling myself as, like, I'm an RA, like, listen to me, you know what I mean? Because I feel like that only carries, like, power on the floor. Yeah. Of, like, if someone's, like, doing something shady in their room or something like that, you know? Um, and But, like, in the role they tell you, like, you're a leader on campus and, you know, like, you're, like, yada, yada, yada mm-hmm. and all this. But I feel like it's not... Like, I don't know, but I mean, I don't see myself. Um, I really don't feel like my position as an RA makes me more, like, in a, like, in a position to, like, carry more weight than, like, say, like, you two, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. I feel like it's, in the end it is just a title and I just yeah. lay on my floor. Like, I don't, I don't really <laughs> How did you, like, prep for being an RA? Like, did they train you guys in anything or... What was the process? Yeah, you come in, like, you come in hella early. You come in, like, I think we have to be here August 7th this year. Ooh. And school is... You, yeah. too, even though you've already been trained? Yeah, even though I've, we've already been trained. Um, and, like, you come in, and, like, school doesn't start until what? Like, like last year we came, like, August 8th. School didn't start until, like, August 24th. Um, but because of this, like, new orientation program, mm-hmm. students are coming in, what, like, August 18th or something? Yeah. So we have to start training, like, August 6th. Um, and so it's a lot of, like, 
campus partners who come in. Um, so like CDI comes in, uh, RSVP Center comes in, and like you hear from all of them and like you get like little talks from them. Um, and then you go to camp for a little bit too. It's like, yeah, like the camp. like the camp that launched. Yeah, camp. Um, <laughs> Let's go back to camp. <laughs> it's actually like a really nice camp. It's the camp that launch goes to. Yeah, I had a feeling that was where it was going to be. Did you? Do, do I you did not, know? but like I knew that they were at a camp. <laughs> I knew that there was a camp. Yeah, and so it's like you go and it's supposed to be like a team bonding thing. So you like every team has like a cabin, and you like stay in the cabin and you like do this thing one night where it's like story sharing, mm-hmm. and so you go around and you share like whatever you want to share about like your life or about like your time at Washi or other hoo-ha um, and it's supposed to be like a nice bonding moment and then you come back after camp and you do more of these random talks um, and it gets really long and really boring but I think the really annoying part of and I think other RAs will tell you this too the really annoying part about RA training is not just the fact that like it is long like I think that it would be okay if it were long if there were more like training geared towards like actual support. Uh, I feel like a lot of the training that we're given is like here are the resources that you need to know and here's what they do, but not of like, like if you're like in a moment of crisis, I'm not gonna like just throw a resource at you, you know what I mean? I feel like they should really spend more time like providing the RAs with like practice on like how to actually- Something to do when something happens. Yeah, exactly. And they do kind of like stuff like that, but um, a lot of training is really just like hearing talks from campus partners. Would you say that your role as an RA is like, like how do you feel about the, I don't want to call it like a facade because I don't necessarily know what like goes on, but like the idea that RAs are like cops or policemen to the point where your RA is like your friend or your like mentor, like where is the balance between that and like what side do you think that you're more on? More on? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I don't think I'm a very good enforcer. (laughs) I'm a terrible enforcer. Um, but I think that, I think that it's, like, really just, like, what, what people want to make out of the role. There's this piece of rice that I just picked up, and it's, like, I thought it was going to be hard. It's just cooked rice? No, but it's, like, kind of squishy. I hate that. It's not, like, cooked. (laughs) It's, like, half cooked, half not. Anyways, um, here, here, I'll give it to you. Thanks. Um, Maybe it's cheese. I think it's Parmesan. Oh, that's not rice. I thought you just ate it. It's fine. <laughs> um, I think I think the like the rule is really like what people make out of it. Like I know people who do like spend more time writing like incident reports and things like that. Um, but I think that I think that me personally, I mean, you can ask my residents, but I think that I try to be as much of like a friend as possible, not like an enforcer. I mean, like if you're up late at like two in the morning and like shouting in your room. I have some people who do that. I like you're like I would yell at them and tell them to shut up because that's just rude. You go in um, and yell. I'll go in and yell. I just knock on the door and I tell them to shut up. Um, <laughs> but because like you can hear everything in the like floors of Bow. But I think that for some people like an RA really is an enforcer, and I think they're like I don't know who, but like I know people who like are a little more like on top of it with the rules. Yeah. Um, and I like I think I'm definitely very bad at that. Okay, she's chillin' with the postman Okay, she's chillin' with the postman Let me talk to you, talk to you nicely I'm not doing this so you can waste me I'm just doing this so you can like me Like, lay my face on your white teeth Uh, uh, coming back, coming back Don't wanna lay for She wired me up important to recognize when you make a mistake in life and we learn from our mistakes we learn and we grow yeah last week we made a grave mistake a really bad one not really i mean pretty bad i mean yeah because if anyone well we told you guys the wrong email <laughs> so if anyone has emailed us at highonknowledge at gmail.com we're sorry we're not there we are at highonknowledgepodcast at gmail.com so high on knowledge is in our theme song podcast as in our medium. Please email us for any needs you may have. We have are just starting an ad for ad system because we are trying really hard to partner with new groups on campus. We love uh, partnering up with groups on campus, even though we're not through WashU, we are still a very active part of this community and we love being able to be reached out to by you guys. 
We love um, being able to communicate with any of our fans, any of our fellow supporters, and we love partnering with you. We love hearing about all other kinds of groups on campus, especially things like Rise Media, who we're partnered with now, or Shout Your Joy. We love things that follow what we try to sell, and yeah. it's great. Yeah, so now you guys know High on Knowledge Podcast mm-hmm. at gmail.com. And also, once you email us or whatever, you can also look us up on YouTube. You guys will see more from our YouTube channel coming up next season, but just look out for that. And have a beautiful Friday. Bye. What floor are we on? We're on floor one. Oh. There's an um zero. <laughs> um zero is like. The um apocalypse. zero is not a real thing. It is. I hate that it's called people zero. People live there. Um what? Like, do, do people visit um zero? Like, is um zero alive? Or? No. We were there. We hung out there one evening. Yeah. Because you guys all had a study for your natural disasters test. I'm not in that class. Yes, you are. No, I'm not. Damn. Why were you down there then? I was down there doing my own work. Oh. And they were studying. I was just like, I was like, why am I the only person here? Why? I was like, why am I here if everyone's studying for the natural disasters I test? In that class. I just thought you weren't participating. No. <laughs> I actually went to their class once just to see what it was okay. like. It is not weird for me to assume she was in this class. <laughs> I went and I fell okay, I fell asleep. It was in Hillman and he was just so Oh yeah, it's in the same classroom as my bad leadership class. Wait, so you, did you fall asleep? oh bad leadership. Oh my god. You so you, did you Are fall you in that were you in that class? I did. But I, I, I know Joel Strap. Um Um Wait, whatchamacallit? Did you fall asleep in the natural disasters yeah. classroom? Yeah, I went. I, it was a whole big group, it was like nine of us sitting and I sat and like 10 minutes in, I was like, this isn't going to work, and I feel rude just leaving, because I'm one, I'm not already in the class, and two, it's like, who's this person that's leaving 10 minutes into the course? So disrespectful. So I'm just like, I'm going to take my jacket, cover my face, and open a book. Isn't that more whack? That, like, like if the professor saw you sleeping in the, like, in the back? No, I feel like the knowledge would go in subconsciously mm-hmm. if I was to retain any of it. But... Do you feel like you retained any of it? No. Well, what did they talk about? <laughs> no. No, I can't it's even remember what we talked disasters. about. No, they were talking about something specific. Hurricanes? <gasps> Possibly. Hi. Hi. Hello. Sorry. Do you know her? I do. Okay. I, I met Amanda last year, actually. She was I friends agree. with, whatchamacallit, one of my residents uh, on the volleyball team. One of your residents? Former residents, yeah, last year. Oh, okay. I was confused. Um, she wanted to come say hi to you. Hello. <laughs> I like your hair. Thank you. I saw you in the library today. I know. I turned. And you didn't come over and say hi. I think, it, what time was it? I don't know. I think, was, <laughs> I, think was, I think I was doing something. I don't know what I was doing. But at the library this morning? Oh. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I had to get to the metro. That's why I didn't stop and come say hi. Uh, we just want to say our friend Amanda came in. She's a semantic. She is. She's amazing. I saw her the other day in BD listening to Spema, and I wow. wanted to cry. Do you, have you listened to all of the... I have. Uh... I have listened to all of them except for the most recent Goshi Goffy one. I listened to like mm. the first ten minutes of it. I was planning on getting to it. Yes. <laughs> Interesting wow. that she skipped and then went to Fox Week and then it's gonna go backwards. Mm. She works. In, she has methods, but they're, mm-hmm. they're, she's working on it. You seem like a fraud. <laughs> no, she's real. <laughs> <laughs> she's real. She got me on uh, Sherlock. Oh. Yes. And we're starting the Umbrella. Academy. We're starting the Umbrella Academy. Have you watched this? What? Umbrella Academy? No. Sparkle. Is it on Netflix? Yes. And it is... Umbrella You would love it. Is Sparkle? Is it like magic? And yes. It? Okay, yeah. Yes. I'll Sparkle. Watch. Is it a it's... Netflix original? No. No? Uh, maybe. Maybe? It's based on a comic written by Gerard Way, the guy that... Wait, guy. is it like six kids? Yes. Or, or seven. I preview for that. Okay. Yes. And Ellen Page is in it. Yeah. You guys have to watch The Order. It's really what? good. The, the Order? Order. Should watch the it's blacklist. Netflix while we're here, um, Netflix um, recommendations. Watch the blacklist. Uh, watch Sherlock. Do you do this a lot? <laughs> no. Oh. <laughs> I actually asked her to come on the show once, and she went, "No, I don't think I'd be good on the show." And now well, she's just come and, and hijacked your episode. Yeah, like. I think you do need a representative representative from California, because West Coast, West Coast. And she wants an and engineering, engineering student. Representative. And she is both of those things. But you didn't want to. But will not come on the show. What the heck? Even though she's on the show right now. I'll interject my opinions every once in a while. Please. please. Okay. Are you going to sit and and join us? Um, I was going to go back. To the what? To my home. (laughs) She calls Liggett her home. (laughs) It is. Why is that? 
a thing. It's just an easy it's, way to It's your home in your heart. Okay, that's cute. Okay. His I home is Bow. Yeah, what? I say my house. You call your dorm your I'm house. Back to my house. <laughs> your house? You call your house? Well, either my house or my room. I say one or the other. You call house it your is, house. house is yeah. I used to say yeah, that whenever okay. I would like walk out of my room, I'd be like, bye house. And then like. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. What? She makes that stupid face at me. <laughs> Do you have anything to input? No. All right. <laughs> um, Max, from what I can tell, has been. You were a Wooster last year. Right? I was a Wooster last year, yeah. He made pancakes every yeah. Saturday, right? Did, yeah. And I invaded those because my friend. A couple was on times, yeah. Rachel they did were very really come. I know. I went more than her. I, I saw Rachel today. Really? I thought about Rachel saying hi, and then I got anxiety. It's good to see you, as well. always. You should actually come say hi next time I see you. I would. Oh it takes two minutes. Okay. Fine, maybe next time. <laughs> he lives really far away. Yeah, Leggett and Bo are just... Leggett and Bo are very far. Not close at all. Not close at Isn't all. Isn't it Aisha's birthday tomorrow? It is. She's going to be legal. What? Yes. Like 18 or 21? 18. Okay, oh. I was about to be like... <laughs> I'm just not older than I am. One of my residents is 21. In the bow? In bow, yeah. Like a first year? Yeah, like a first He took two guys. Wait, I know you're talking about Kenneth. Who? Kenneth. Kenneth? Yes, Kenneth I did Michael not Campbell know Jr. he was 21. Shout out to Can we Kenneth. get Kenneth Michael Campbell Jr. on the show? I, I think he would love it. Kenneth. What did he do over his gap year? I took a gap year. Um, he worked for a couple of years, yeah. Where? Um, Where is he from? He's from Texas. Yeah. <laughs> you can, he can tell you his life story. I won't tell it for him. <laughs> he can tell you his life story. Um, what was the next thing we had to do? I don't know. We were talking about RA stuff. Yeah, we were talking about... I was going to ask you about pancakes, but that was established. Max mm-hmm. makes pancakes. Yeah, Amanda came in and brought I can't, up the pancakes. I can't take credit for pancakes that much this year. I, we do it for, for the entirety of Bo, um, but my residents from last year actually come and help out with pancakes this year. So a, a few of my residents last year are the ones who actually make them i kind of oh. like i'm the like Ooh. the fake but it's like persona. your like it was, it was your fake. idea last year yeah yeah so what like why why yeah it was like it's kind of like a a sappy reason i suppose but i i had a lot of really good memories like growing up with pancakes um and and family and so i i like wanted it to be like a i didn't really establish it until second semester of my first year but I wanted it to be like a, a thing of like, I want you to know that you're a part of my family, and so. So what was what was the connection to your family? It wasn't my family. Okay. Specifically, it was like family in general. Okay. Um, like when I would like hang out with friends and stuff like that, and you know people like that. So. You guys are having a beautiful Friday. A uh, fun Friday? Funny yeah. Friday? Freaky Friday? Emma, don't we have something really special to tell our fans? We have the most exciting announcement! Okay, guys. Brace yourselves. I hope you're sitting down someplace. You better be. If you're on a treadmill right now, get off of it. You're gonna fall. Ola, I see you. Get off the treadmill. Please. Sit down. You're gonna want to hear this. <laughs> if you're walking... Watch out for your shoelaces. If you're driving, God forbid, if you're driving right now, pull over, pause this real quick, pull over, park, make sure that you are in away from the vicinity of other cars because we are about to drop some major information. Spema is getting merch. Merch! But wait, we're starting off with Stickers. Everybody's favorite kind of merch. Do you know merch. how many WashU students, well, college, WashU students I see with stickers on their laptop? I have so many stickers on my laptop. It's I think upwards of, upwards of seven. So, you guys prepare for this because guess what? The stickers are limited quantity as well. Just, just to hype it up. Like, we're going to be like Supreme. There's only yeah. a certain amount we're going to sell. Only like a small bit. A, yeah. A hot bit. So, here's how you get your stickers. Me and Emma... Oh, yeah, sorry. <laughs> Emma and I are going to announce it on our Instagram. So, really, it's like whoever sees it, you know. And so, you guys are going to be able to cash up or pay in actual dollar bills if you still do that um, these days. And 
you're going to get your sticker from either Emma, myself, or another team spam member, which may be Gosha or Maddie, Maddie McKay. In which case, they are $1 a sticker, one hot, solid, crisp dollar bill. Period. We've already had one pre-order. They are flying fast, people. Yeah, if you guys want to pre-order, please message us, direct message us, or better yet, email us on high on knowledge podcast at gmail.com. We said it incorrect last week, but here's the correction today. Um, and we will love, love, love to give you guys stickers. We are so excited. Keep your eyes open for more merch. Team Spam is getting merch. Spam is getting merch. Spamantics are getting merch. Period. Period. So she doesn't all her other friends. Hates being lonely. Wanna be my homie. Reason why she stays around. Cause she always holds it down. She's chilling with the postman. Okay, she's chilling with the postman. Um, so what's this game? Okay, so we're playing a game. It's called Deal Breakers. So I'm going to set this game up for people. So the way this works is if I tell you that you've met the love of your life, the person you want to spend the rest of your life with, um, and like the perfect person for you in every capacity, and then I'm going to give you one deal breaker or like one quality about them, and you have to say if it's a deal breaker or not. Spectacular. Okay. Um, they don't like children. Oh, no, that's not okay. Really? Yeah. Like... Like, first date, they're like, I hate kids. I probably wouldn't go on a second date. Okay. What about you, Sparkle? Nope. I don't like kids, so. <laughs> uh, uh, they're late to everything. I'm late to everything. Really? You're yeah. an RA! Okay, I don't know. Punctuality has to play into that. Uh, sometimes. I, I always tell you, Dora, she's going to be a bad RA because she's late to Especially everything. Like <laughs> I'm really late to everything, so I can't. What? I can't, I can't be like, that's a deal breaker. I can't say that's a deal breaker. What if you're both late to everything then? Well, that's fine. Okay. <laughs> um, they're very high maintenance. Yes. No, it wouldn't be a deal breaker. Okay. It wouldn't be a deal breaker. It wouldn't. Um, I'm high maintenance. I don't know. Like, I don't really know what high maintenance means. Like, I know what it means, but like, I like don't really like envision anything when I think of high maintenance. You know what I mean? So, that's fair. I'm sure this. Someone Picture. who is afraid of crumbs, and if they see crumbs on your car seat, they won't get in. Is that high maintenance? Or yeah. is that, okay. Yeah, sure. Or like... Sparkle is so high maintenance then. Oh my god. I crumbs. Oh my... Dude, I won't even sit, sit on the... the I will stand on the circuit if also, I see crumbs in there. Like, Actually, I... Like, all the seats are full. But, I like, all the seats are empty, but there's just crumbs in them. You, you just want to sit down. She'll stand. Wow. That's brave. I grew up in a situation where, like... I never brought my own drink to anything because I just drank from other people's things and like I ate That's very I ate food off you of other bring your own drink like yeah like, mooch off of other people's yeah like I wouldn't bring a drink to the table because like I would drink my friend's water or like I would eat off other people's plates or like I would share food with it people seems like an easy way to contract diseases like <laughs> and then like I become friends with Sparkle and I'm like, oh, can I have a bite of this? And she's like, what on earth did you just do? <laughs> and she's like, I'll share food with you, but we have to cut it, and I have to be the one to put it on your plate. <laughs> and then, like, the other day I took a bite out of something. Oh, we went to the thing and the freshman finale or whatever. Yeah. And Tell them how I almost had a panic attack. You Like, literally, like, I should have – so what, I'm a vegetarian, and I found they had cheese toasted raviolis – and we all did, and so we bit in, and then I bit into it, realized it was beef, uh, and then like take it on out, and I put the half bitten one on Sparkle's oh. plate. <laughs> and I looked and at it. And she was like, What is this? What is this? Did you eat it? No, no. I had her take it off. She was like, Take it off of my plate That's right gross, now. Though. Like, it went in your mouth. Oh, did you put the, the half that was in or not? In no, like, I did not put the half that was in my mouth. It's it like, like, after she bit it and she realized it was meat, then she was like... And I was like, oh my god, I have to, like, put it that's down. That's okay. Yeah. Like, if it had been, like, all of I spit it out of my mouth, put it in my hand, put it on her plate. Now, the first time this happened is Emma went to buy me a scone, and, like, she asked for a piece of it, and I was like, sure... But in my head, I'm thinking she's going to get a fork or she's going to break it with her finger. She picks it up oh, and bites it. No, 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 no. You got to tear it off. It's a scone. Oh, oh my, my God. God. I took a bite of her scone. I asked if I could have a bite of her scone. She was like, yes. 
I take a bite of her scone, and she was like, it was implied that you were gonna cut it. That's kind then... of that's kind of like I suppose if you like shared someone's pasta, and then instead of using a fork to try it, you like put your face in it. What? That wow. is not the same. <laughs> no, that's not the same thing because it's like she eats her scone like that. So then I took a bite of her scone the same way she would be be, be eating it. I guess it's not that weird, but it's like I like the way Sparkle projected it. I was like, I was a little surprised. Oh my god, that's <laughs> from my point of view. How I felt. <laughs> She's just such a like. I don't know if it's like a. I don't. I don't know if I would call it high maintenance because you're just like or like it's not like germophobia. I just like growing up. I didn't drink or eat off of anyone. Not family. Not friends. Like if to, to this day, if my mom like had a cup or something if i had a cup and my mom like drank it i wouldn't drink what was left I yeah would, like, i was like that too ways. with my with my mom yeah and i was like oh. well what was i gonna do next someone with dirty shoes someone with dirty that's shoes. that's sparkle's biggest pet peeve how dirty are these shoes i'm talking they ran through the mud the first day they opened the box oh that would hurt me guys um, i wouldn't what? i wouldn't like i don't know that's not a deal breaker but i'd be like what the hell are you doing <laughs> you know like, um what about someone whose, like, room is really, really disorganized? Not, like, gross, but, like, disorganized. My room's pretty, pretty not so great. Um, <laughs> I wouldn't, like, 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 you, how disorganized? Like, there's stuff all over the floor, but it's not, like, food. It's not, like, moldy. It's just stuff. Yeah. Mm, it'd have to be pretty bad okay. to be a deal breaker. Like, like, no walking room, you know? Um, okay. Uh, they snore. Oh, that's fine. Really? Like, yeah. That's good. I'm a pretty heavy sleeper. Yeah, I don't care. I think of it as white noise. Oh, I don't know if about that. <laughs> <laughs> I like kind of puts me to sleep, and I'm like fine with it. Okay, what if they chew really loudly? Smacking or chewing loud? Yeah. Like smacking. Like. Oh my god! <laughs> our friend Kiara has like misophonia or whatever, and she was in our room. She was in the uh, like room we were recording, and we were recording Portia's episode. And the whole first like ten minutes is us like gnawing on pretzels, <laughs> and it was driving her insane. She couldn't be in the room to hear it. I. You'd have to be. You'd have to chew pretty grossly, to for that to be a deal breaker. I chew loudly. I don't smack, but I chew really loudly. They smack. I don't know. That's like borderline disrespectful. That's like not your fault yeah. anymore. <laughs> that is a little That's like, yeah. I don't know. We don't, I don't know. I don't know. There was I one time know. I was eating like a bagel and our friend Delton was like, what noise is that? And he looks at me and he's like, there's no way that noise can <laughs> just be you chewing. Was it a soft bagel? <laughs> yeah. Oh. But it was like a really thick bagel. Uh-huh. <laughs> um, oh my God, they use bad grammar. Written and speaking. How bad? Like, 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 they don't know how to use adverbs. And they'd, like, probably say me instead of I. Mm, I don't know. If that's a thing that can be, like, corrected, it doesn't bother me. But Do you correct people's grammar? Uh, I used to. Not anymore. I realized how annoying it was. I know. I, the thing is, I used to do it all the time because my mom used to do it to me all the time. And now I don't do it, but I do it to myself. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I, like begun to care less you know what i mean like yeah. someone once said it like this thing was like but you can understand them right and i was like yeah so then does it really matter oh my god wait i just really wish whitney was here because on this list of deal breakers one of them is a fan of any boston sports team <laughs> is this whitney from fsap yeah hello whitney oh they're really indecisive i'm really indecisive <laughs> so i can't feel i feel like they can't be too indecisive people or it can't uh... be Okay, maybe. Oh, they, like, support your indecision. Probably. Probably. Let's hope. They're obsessed with their pets. I think a lot of people are obsessed with their pets. It's okay. <laughs> Nothing bothers you. <laughs> um, they discuss politics on the first date, and they're not smart. Goodbye. <laughs> oh. <laughs> Goodbye. I don't think you should be talking about, like, anything like that intensely if you don't really Right? Know. Yeah. That's a no-go. No, no, no. No, no, no. No, no, no. Uh, road rage. Oh, no, I don't like that. What if they just get angry? They have a bad temper in general. Oh, no, I don't like that either. Really? You can't? Yeah. Um, they take an hour to get ready in the morning. My girlfriend takes two, so... Really? Yeah. I think that's okay. They don't like Nutella and jelly sandwiches. Stop it! <laughs> that's really sweet. Wow. Do you do that? I yes. do that. 
She oh literally geez. eats sandwiches. When she first asked me, because I was like, I was in a show that was like on the quad, and so we had to like camp out over there to like make sure no one like stole our lights or whatever. Was it the like the the like perf- yeah or the performance yeah. group? Um, and so I was camping out, and Sparkle was like, "Do you want me to bring you something? I can make you a Nutella oh. jelly sandwich." <laughs> and I thought it, I hoped that it was a typo. <laughs> I was like, I hope that is not what real. Jelly? Which flavor? Of jelly? Uh, it's Smucker's great. Oh, grape. I love grape. Grape is good shit, yeah. but Nutella and jelly? No. Oh, my I don't God. eat peanut butter, so it's... Not like, Nutella and peanut butter, that's good stuff, too. Really? No. Oh. Peanut butter smells weird. Uh, so I imagine it tastes I weird. So I think there's, like, like the amount of sugar in, like, a single spoonful of Nutella is, like, I think, like, your daily dose is, like, enough to be, like, a, a daily serving of sugar. Or more. Like, yeah. Uh, they have they talk about people a lot in a very like negative way absolutely not Um, it's like a very like just a lot of like shit talking if it's like constant negativity that no no but like i've stopped saying negative things about people in public spaces as of two days ago as of two days ago yeah i made made i made a big turn big change in my life (laughs) what made this like I mean, everything that I say in BD is overheard and ends up on the internet. So, like... Ends up on the internet? <laughs> on overheard at Wash U. Actually. Very quickly. Do you see overheard at Wash U stuff and, like, know that it's you? Yeah, because I, like, know that it was me that said those words in BD. Hmm. She's trying to sell her clothes. Sparkle's trying to sell her clothes. Um, oh. Wait, what was the question? Someone who doesn't have a phone. I mean... That's not a deal breaker. That's not, that's not a deal breaker? breaker? Have you ever going to communicate with them? You see the person. <laughs> you write letters. Yes. They, well, you can contact them. Some, like, they don't own a phone. Yeah, like, they don't, they don't have, have access phone. to You met them somehow. Yeah. Oh. That's true. Okay. Okay. Oh. <laughs> you met them some. I always joke with my friends because I kept losing my phone. Like, there was one time when, like, I left my phone in a building and I was like, oh, I have to go back. My friend got really, like, mad at me and I was like, it's fine. I don't need a phone. I'll get a pager. I'll get a beeper. Like, just <laughs> catch me on my little yeah. beeper. <laughs> my catch pager. My pager. I really, I really miss that. I just live in like a. I'm very like nostalgic for the '90s, even though I was not alive. In the '90s, no, no. Yeah. But I feel like yeah. And I really, I really want about. to uh, live like that. Live Someone who can't FaceTime. Someone who can't FaceTime. I don't FaceTime. Like they don't know how to like, or they can't. They're like, they can't. like uh, you can't look at me. Or right. like android oh oh <laughs> sparkle you have an android yeah and I it's, do. it's the worst it drives me up the wall i feel like i don't facetime a lot so it is annoying though like when you don't have service and facetime audio is a nice little like quick fix to that because then you can just call somebody nonetheless yeah um and then lastly uh you found the perfect person for you but they call the women's building the wobo oh that's a no-go too <laughs> no. Wobo is strange. I, do you know anyone else who calls it a wobo? My or father. Really? <laughs> yes, he does. Wow. I, well, if your father calls it Does that surprise you? A little bit. It seems like, like, wannabe hip, but also... <laughs> if he calls it wobo, I might start calling it wobo. That's fair. Honestly, it should, it should be. Um, ooh, this is funny. Wait, I actually... I'm sad I said lastly already. Yeah. Okay, wait. They have a secret Twitter account to complain about your relationship. Oh, <laughs> oh that's... No, 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 that's not... Well, I feel like it'd be kind of funny, but that's not okay. No, no but please, guys, if you are dating someone and they have a secret Twitter account, PSA, please dump that person. That should be a deal breaker. If yeah. They're, if they're complaining about your relationship. Honestly, there, you, yeah. there are some deeper unseated issues here. Okay, chilling with the postman. Okay, she's chillin' with the postman. Okay, she's chillin' with the postman. Yeah, today I told my friend to meet me at Loudy. That's pretty good too. What are some other ones? Uh, Loudy, Wobo, Mally, Seeds, Um, Simi, Um, yeah, this is Um, Ellie, 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 is that Elliot? Oh, Liggy. Amanda lives in Liggy. I always tell her that, and she it drives her crazy. These aren't that bad, I think, when you put them together. Listening <laughs> to just one, like Liggy, Lig. I think it puts it all into perspective that your names are just kind of strange. Mally, uh, Donkey. You guys realize we're giving nicknames to random people because all the buildings are named after me. Yeah. Okay. Fine. Did you know that Danforth's wife was named Ibby? I did. After Ibby's. Oh. 
Wait, okay. Oh, no, Abby's yeah. is yeah. yes, sorry, sorry. <laughs> was first, and then she Yeah, Abby's yeah, was, was first. And then Dan was like, you need to change your name after my favorite restaurant. Um, so back to like what we were talking about earlier. Yeah. What would you say is sort of, so when you apply to be an RA, you apply to be a freshman RA? Uh, I do you like apply and then you like rank your preferences. Oh, okay. So why did you want to be a freshman RA versus a sophomore RA? Um, I think that there are like definitely merits to both and that both are really important. Um, how do they like differ mostly as opposed to like just yeah. literally like the grades? Like how do the jobs differ? Yeah, I the jobs are really still very similar. Mm-hmm. I think that with with um, first year RAs, it's like a lot more hands on, like mm-hmm. hands on, like not like. I'm talking about children, but, like, um, like, I feel like with second year and, like, upper-class student RAs, there's a lot more independence, and so it's, like, you have to work harder, um, to interact with them, but, I mean, like, I'm not a sophomore RA. Mm -hmm. This is just, like, me talking about, like, what I, what I recall, um, and I, but I think that I forgot your question. Um, uh, like, how are they different, and, like, why did you pick uh, first year over yeah, a sophomore? I think that's how they're different. I think that it's just kind of harder to be a first-year RA and a second, like, an, or, sorry, a second-year RA and, like, an upper-class student RA in the regard of, like, getting people to go to programs and stuff like that. Because mm-hmm. I think that people are a lot more eager to do stuff their first year. Um, but, like, their second year, a lot more people, like, have their friend group. They have, like, the things that they do on campus. And so it's, like, if you put on a floor program of, like, hey, we're going to do board games or something like that, I think you're going to see a lot fewer people than you would if, you know, you yeah. had, whatchamacallit, um, first-year students. But I think that I picked first-year students, or, like, I preference first-year students, um, because I think that that was where my impact could be greatest. Okay. Um, and I also suppose I, like, didn't want to, to face the difficulty of, like, not having people attend programs and stuff like that, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like, because I think that, like, you know, RAs do put in a lot of time, and it can be a really um, demoralizing thing if you put in so much time into yeah. something and then people don't really show up. And I think that can be hard, like, because then it makes you feel like you're not doing your job right. Mm-hmm. And I suppose selfishly, I didn't want to feel that. Yeah. So. I'm very good. Do you know Max Steinman? I do, yes. So he's, he's a great guy. one of my very good friends, and he's a, he's a Liggy RA. He's a Liggy RA, yeah, yeah. yeah he's a good guy. <laughs> Um, and like one time I remember we were, we were going to, so a bunch of us were going to go to Pi and I was like, do you want to come with us? And he was like, I have this like RA function on, uh, Liggett. And he was like, yeah, we have to do this thing. We're going to do like yoga with our residents. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. So then he, we get to, he, we're there and then we're at Baked Bear and he's like, I'm done. I'm going to come over. And he comes and he's like, so I had this like yoga thing with my residents and I was like yeah and he was like one resident showed up and I was like what do you mean and he was like we had three RAs and one resident and we were like okay stretch resident (laughs) (laughs) okay stretch resident I was like one person came to show showed up like I I'm not gonna say that like I've been to Woosa hours ever but like (laughs) you go to Woosa hours I've never been to Woosa hours oh that's you but they don't make us pancakes (laughs) But, that, now they're gonna hear this and be like, "Emma's shit talking us." I've stopped saying negative things about people. <laughs> do you live on uh, Amrath as well? Yeah, I live on two. I think it, it's like a lot harder with Amrath just because the floors are so. Big. Yeah, there's ninety of us. I don't interact with my floor at all. The thing is, like, there are people who I meet in like random places on campus, and I'm like, "Where are you living?" And they're like, "Um, two. And I'm like, "That's rough. <laughs> like, that's awkward. <laughs> I've never seen you before." Yeah. yeah. <laughs> like. When it comes to people who live on the other side of the floor, like, you're just not going to know everyone. It's so big. And yeah. I think that's just, like, yeah, that's kind of a problem. Yeah. Like, do you think that there's, like, kind of a community aspect that comes at a place like Bo that you oh, don't absolutely. get at other yeah, places? Yeah, 100%. I think that's, like, I mean, the the rooms in Bo are definitely more subpar than the, mm-hmm. the and, like, the rooms in the facilities are way more subpar than, like, in a place like Umrath, right? But I think that there's a community, and not everyone feels this way. But, like, I think that there's a community that exists, like, of, like, having to share a bathroom space and, like, mm-hmm. like being able to hear people through your door yeah. more easily than you would if, like, you know, you lived in mm-hmm. a room that had two doors. Um, yeah. But, like, I think that, like, there's, like, a, a, gro- like, a, a, like, a bonding that comes from, like, struggling together, you know what I mean? Of, like, 
the minor cockroaches and the um, the janky systems. So, but I know I think that Bo's community is definitely amazing. Um, Where were you your freshman year? Elliot. And then last year. Elliot. Oh, okay, Elliot. And then next year. Dardic. So that's also first years, right? Uh, yes. Okay, so you get to stay a first year, right? Um, so what advice do you have for rising RAs? Yeah, I think that, um, there was this thing that uh, a guy, an RA on my staff said to me, I think at the beginning of this year, when we were, I forget what we were talking about, but it was like during our RA training, his name is Michael Lee, shout out to Michael. Um, and he was saying that like, like he, and I'm like paraphrasing what he said, so I, I don't know if I'm doing it justice in the same way that he did it, but um, in the end, like, what matters is that you care about your residents, right? And so it doesn't matter, like, if you do, like, if you're an RA in the same way that everyone else is an RA, all that matters is that in the end, like, that you're there for your residents. And I think that, that like, there are, there's a lot of logistical hoo-ha that goes with being an RA, and that I'm not very good at it, I'm not gonna pretend like I am, <laughs> I miss deadlines, I'm late, and stuff like that. But I think in the end, what really matters is that your residents know that you're there for them and that you are like a support system for your residents. Um, and, you know, like writing incident reports and like doing all the serious stuff comes with the job, but at the same time, like it's really important for, I think that a thing that I was dealing with initially was that like, like I wanna be like omnipresent, you know, but like I didn't wanna be overbearing. And I think that I hopefully have realized that it's it's just that like they know that I'm there and it doesn't matter that like I'm physically there that they know that they can come to me in the end mm-hmm. um, and so I think just like remembering why you came into the role um, and that ultimately what matters is that like if your residents come like out of it with something that they value in a relationship that they value and a feeling of like the community mattered a little bit mm-hmm. then I think you've done your job Spema, the Homo Sapien podcast, is brought to you by Gosha Guppy. Gosha Guppy is available on Spotify, SoundCloud, iTunes, and Apple Music. Check them out. She wanna have fun. Baby, don't play with them guns. JMB doing the run. She chilling with the postman. So, why did you want to be a counselor for FSAP? Oh, um. Yeah, how did you get into that? I, so, Dean Gore, the advisor for FSAP was my four is my four year advisor. And so I like That's awesome. Yeah, and so I worked with her last year as like a student advisor. Um and so I kind of like worked with a handful of first year students and like met with them and like discussed classes and stuff with them. And so come like the end of the year I'm talking to Dean Gore and like I'm gonna be here and I don't really have plans. And she's like, Well do you wanna like like the Dean Herman needs a tutor for um chem and so I looked like I talked with Dean Herman about it and Dean Gore about it, and, like, that's how I, I got into it. And so I thought it would be, like, a fun thing to do, and, and it was, and it was a really, a really amazing experience, oh, so I'm glad What was it, it like being a tutor? Um, it was tiring. It was, it was really, really exhausting. Um, shout out to my FSF students. Um, I think it was just really hard, because, like, I went to class, I took notes for class, right, and then I, like, held, held help sessions, like, twice a week, uh, and then problem set sessions. So, it was a lot. But it was definitely, like, like, it was good to do it in the summer, you know what I mean? Because mm-hmm. there was nothing else to really do besides that. And so I, like, could devote my time to it. How would you describe it as being, like, what it comes... I feel like we're only talking about RAs, I'm sorry. But, like, <laughs> how does that, like, a different... Being, like, a tutor for FSAP, like, how is that a different way of, like, being a support system or being a leader than, like, being an RA on both? Yeah, I, I think the... Just the difference with being an RA is that, like, I think people see you more as, like, you have resources. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I couldn't, um, like, I don't really think of my FSAP students and think of them as coming to me with, like, issues related to sexual yeah, okay. assault. You know what I mean? But that was also, like, FSAP and things were different, like, roles were different. Um, but I think it's just that, like, the thing about being an RA is that you, like, are seen as an, impl- like, tech maybe. Well, I, earlier in the show, I was like, oh, I don't really, like, see myself, you know, but now here I am, like, this is how you see an RA, but, you know, like, I think the main distinction is that, like, you have technically, like, resources that you're taught on and things that you're supposed to be able to provide and stuff like Mm -hmm. that, and so, yeah, 
What's the difference in like leadership style of like a WUSA and an RA? Yeah. Um, is it similar? I, I think that like leadership style is different to like every individual, but I think that um, what I see like the WUSA as is more of like a, a very, like more of a casual, mm-hmm. or like more of like a friend. Who friend. You, yeah, more of like a friend. And I think that there is like a boundary. And that was something I noticed that there's like a boundary of being an RA because it's like you are like an enforcer at the same time. Um, and so I think that it's easier to form those relationships as a WUSA because like no one's going to think like, oh my God, my WUSA is going to write me up for alcohol. Um, but I think ultimately in the end, like WUSAs and RAs do very similar things just with like different titles and different responsibilities. Mm-hmm. But Well, I feel like we should close with telling scary stories. You think we should close with telling we scary should. stories? I don't okay. know why. Um, how do you... And I can hear myself, I guess, so that's okay. So then I'll know how, like, creepy I have to be. Um, do you have a scary story that I should start with? I, I have one. Here we go. How long is this? Sitting around the like campfire. Two minutes. A couple sentences. Just to give people chills when they listen. Alright, first story. Did you ever go to I did, like, as a, as a youngin. Like, yeah, as, like, a sleepaway camp. Oh, as a sleepaway camp? I always went to no. day camp. That's what day I associate, camp. like, the telling scary stories with. I like, sitting with, in like, sleeping bags. TV, like... you know. All right, Sparkle, you going? Yeah. All right. It's about a wash you did at. What? <laughs> it's fictitious, but it could be true. So. I hate this did already. Did you write this just now? No, it's in my head. Are you serious? Yeah. What? Is that why you want to do it? Because yeah. you, like... By going around and telling no, scary I, stories, it's coming like to me right now. I haven't planned it. This going around and telling scary stories can consist solely of Sparkle telling her scary story she's made up. <laughs> I really do have to pee, so if it's that scary, I might, I might. Wet <laughs> okay. This will be it, and then we're done. So a student wakes up at no, actually, it is 7 p.m. in the evening. Sparkle, you're off to a bad start. They're getting on the circulator to go. The circulator. The circulator. Oh, sir. Sorry, I'm ruining your story. Please, please. I, we, we're getting abri- on the circulator we've to go to everything on this campus, and we're calling it the circulator. They're going, getting on the circulator. They're From the South 40 residential area. They're a comdes major, and they have to finish a text project that's due Friday. Don't know if that really works, but they get to the circulator, and the door opens, and there's no driver. The bus drove down Shepley, gets to the clock tower, and opens, but there's no one sitting there. I'm starting to feel like this is a real story. So the student gets on anyway because, hey, they're tired. They just want to get to Fox. They don't care about the logic of it all. They get on the bus, and before they can even sit down, their feet crumble against crumbs going up the staircase. (laughs) Oh, my God. (laughs) They get in. They look to the back. And I don't know if you guys ever seen, like, the Scooby-Doo Monsters Unleashed movie. Is that the live-action one? Yeah. Yeah, I saw that one. With Scrappy? Yeah. Scrappy was in that one? Yeah, he was the... He ran, like, a sacrifice, a weird religious (laughs) sacrifice at the end. (laughs) But there is a crumb monster in the back, and apparently the crumb monster ate the bus driver, and the bus was just constantly going down Shepley, because it ate it, like, at the first stop on Shepley. And it also ate a bunch of other students. And the student, <laughs> the student tries to run, but as they're running, their body is turning into crumbs because they came into contact with the other crumbs. Great. And that's in the story. The moral is, do not go to Sandbox at 7 p.m. You're better off going at 1 a.m. All right. <laughs> Thank you so much for being on our show, Max. I had a story. He has a story. Oh, okay. I was so ready. Sorry. Do you, have a sto- do you have a story? No, I don't have a story. Um, it's this one I randomly found online, but cool. I haven't read it yet. So, um, I used to work weekend nights, and my wife would always be home alone with her car in the driveway. One particular Saturday, I was at work, and my wife happened to go out with her friend. Her friend picked her up, so her car was still in the driveway. When I got home at 1 a.m., the power to the house was out. I went to check the circuit breaker and saw that the padlock on it had been cut. I promptly went inside and called 911. Here is the conclusion I have come to though I'm open to alternatives. Someone had been watching us for a while and knew our habits. That Saturday, they saw her car in the driveway and my car gone. They cut the lock and threw the circuit breaker. This would have baited her outside. She would have been outside with the front door unlocked and quite vulnerable. I bought a nice bottle of wine for her friend and a shotgun for the house. 
It's not that scary. But... Dun dun da. I like to think it's better than the crumbs. <laughs> um, it's a little scarier than that. Thank you for being on our show, Matt. Thank you for having me. Is that is that how we end? Uh, we just like, no, you don't have to fade into the night. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, exactly. We you got anything else you want to say to the people? To the people of WashU, to, to the, the semantics. Um, I think that so like you're talking about Zach. Right, Gosha. Um, and I think that, so I, like, didn't really know people. I mean, I knew people, like, who, like, did music and stuff. And, like, and I've never known anyone who's, like, made their own podcast. So I think I'm just, like, constantly impressed with what people do. Mm-hmm. And so shout out to, to Zach um, and his future success. And then shout out to, to you guys for your podcast you. and for having me here. So Yeah. The reason we, like, we were talking about, I think we were talking about after, Jesus, like, Gabriella, after we were li- listening to her talk about, like, yeah, I started this charity when I was five, and I joined oh. I joined SAG when I was four and a half, and I started this oh. other charity when I was fourteen, and then I, like, I'm in Olin Business School, and I'm in Sam Fox, and I have a minor in ArtSci, and blah 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 blah, and like she's like I'm in twenty credits, and I was like, oh. and then like we come and we listen to Ella who talks about like how much she loves dance or like Madison, Ella. like yes, yes Ella, so shout out to Matt, Ella and Madison like. Or, you know, Gosha and mm-hmm. virtually all the guests that we've had, Felix, like, the way that everyone, like, we are friends who are so fucking talented and, like, creative. It's, like, absurd. And, like, it's, one, slightly demoralizing for, like, our own, you know, self-confidence because we're like, oh, I didn't start a charity when I was five. But also, like, no one started a charity when they were five. Like, it's 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 absurd to me that like we hold that as like the I hold I hold that as like the new standard of like, you know, because because Gabrielle did it, but we do it because we like to give an outlet to, like, unbelievable people in our lives. Because we all are from so many different places, and we started different things for different reasons. It's just fun to see. Yeah, it it's so interesting to hear about like, the way that either you know like listening to Ella talk about dance and like the way that she wants to do when she talks about dance or, like, mm-hmm. Felix talking about why he's into design, you know. I don't think I know Felix. Moreno, yeah. Well, he, um, anyway. He's well, our next. the best dressed on campus. He is very well-dressed. You've definitely seen You've him. Seen just him. He walks with a confidence. Oh. <laughs> You've probably seen him. He's a short little man. Oh. But we're doing, so this is a good, way, good segue. Our next week's episode is going to be um, Spema, a year in review. So oh. we're going to have the four of us on. All team Spema members, that's, for those of you who don't know, it's me, Emma Thorpe, uh, Sparkle, my co-host. Um, our music, what do we call them? Music producer? Our Musician? music. Gosha Guppy. We're going to have Gosha Guppy. <laughs> we don't have time for titles. And Maddie McKay. And Maddie McKay. We're going to have Gosha Guppy, Maddie McKay, Sparkle, yeah. and Emma Thorpe. I'm the only one with the yeah. name. <laughs> this is going to be... <laughs> This is going to be our last episode for the season. And we are going to look back on yeah. our on our year, our first season. Um, we're going to talk about our favorite moments. We're going to talk about our hopes for the future. We're going to talk about why we do what we do, what, who we love, who we want on in the near future, and tease uh, season two of Spema, who will be back in the fall, full throttle. Yeah, get excited. Yeah. I'm excited. <laughs> and we're going to talk about our movement for Nutella and Jelly Sandwiches to take oh, no, over. No, 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 no. Thank you, you guys. Thank you Stick very around. much. And buy Sparkle's clothing on the internet. Yes, please. One, two, three. Bye-bye. Teaching it with us.